You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Matthew 26 and verse number 45. Then cometh he to his disciples, and he saith unto them, and this is when he was in the garden, just prior to uh, Golgotha's hill, prior to his 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 agony just before he goes to Calvary. He finds them and they are sleeping and he says, sleep on now. Take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. In verse number 45, he comes to his disciples. He finds them sleeping. This is the third time he comes to them. Sleep on now. And then he begins just a few, just a few uh, words later, just a sentence or two later, and he says, rise, let us be going. Sleep on, rise, let us be going. I want to preach tonight on sleep on, rise, let us be going. Lord, I know that you are here. I feel your presence. We've prepared our hearts. Let our minds be fertile ground. Let our hearts be good soil to receive the word of God, that it might not not just in season, but even now, that it would find root, shoot up, and bloom, and produce the good eternal work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I give you honor, Lord. I thank you for the word. Lord, let us, we don't need to embellish it. It is the word of God all by itself. It doesn't need outer props. Lord, it will work. It's, it's the good word of the Lord, and I pray that you would do its work tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. It it almost sounds like he can't make up his mind. It almost appears that 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 he is he's not sure what to do. I don't know if this was out of frustration when he says, sleep on. The Lord was feeling the agony of the hour. He he knew he was well aware of what was about to transpire. I, I'm sure that that the the angst of that hour while he was at Gethsemane was weighing heavy upon him. And you know, you know how that as we go through those difficult times, um, it's we we like we want somebody to to care to feel what we are going through. It truly does help for someone to put an arm around your shoulder and say, "I'm with you. I, I'll go with you just as far as I can." I may not be able to do the surgery for you. I may not be able to go through it with you, but I'm here. I'll do what I can do. Jesus was looking for that kind of help. He, he, was, he was in a place. He was, it was difficult for him. He, he was experiencing agony. I don't see much in Scripture about the, the laughter of the Lord. I, don't, I know that he rejoiced. He rejoiced in his spirit. But I oftentimes see the weeping of the Lord. He wept in John 11 at the grave of Lazarus. Lazarus. He also he also felt the grief and the sorrow. The book of Isaiah chapter 53 
calls him a root out of a dry ground. He was despised of men. He was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. We did esteem him smitten, stricken of God, and afflicted. It was He was someone that was familiar with. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he deserved it. He just took it on. He, he felt our transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. I'm glad we've got a Savior that was tempted in all points like as we, but he was still without sin. He wanted to feel what I was going through, and so he came to this world. He was at Gethsemane. He, he, had, he had gone to that final place where he was wrestling. I... I, I I fidget when I read this portion of Scripture. I find myself almost uncomfortable and awkward as I I sense um, the the he wasn't settled even in his own flesh. Let this cup pass from me. Jesus did not want to go through the cross, but yet he said, "Not my will." He he did what he was. He didn't want to do. He was willing to accept his assignment for the redemption of all mankind. Would you just help me? Let's love the Lord together. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful today. I love you, Lord Jesus. I praise you today, oh Lord God. I thank you. I thank you for that day. Thank you for that day. Amen. When the Lord went to that to that place. It was there that it was settled. It wasn't between two thieves. Suspended between earth and heaven that it was settled. He settled it right here. It, it was right here that he drank that cup all the way down to the dregs. Let this cup pass from me nevertheless. And with his, without being forced, he took that cup and drank it of his own free will. I am willing to do the will of God that has called me. The Bible tells us now that, that there, was, there was all flesh and all all God, this, this God-man that came, that was born of a woman. Now, we know that the Bible, the Bible speaks of him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, the Word was God. The Bible tells us in that same chapter that the Word was made flesh, that the, the God of all eternity was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of fa- the Father, full of grace and truth. This was the God-man that was born. Galatians chapter 4 says that it was in the fullness of time God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. He, he was made of a woman. There, there, was, there was nothing that was any less human. His humanity was real. There was a reality of his flesh, the reality of his hunger, the reality of his sorrow, the reality of, of his endurance, just trying to live life. He was all man. He didn't come to this earth and then set the bar high for you and I and then tell us to live this life. He lived this life just like you and I did. Surely he felt the sorrow and the agony that you and I felt. 
He was acquainted with, with tears and sorrow. He knew what it was like to live life. And yet the Bible also tells us that when he came to this earth, this God-man who was born of a woman, born under the law, that we might be the adoption of sons. However, the Bible also says that without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, for God was manifest in the flesh. When we see and look into the face of Jesus Christ, we do see those disciples saw the weak humanity, the flesh, but they also saw something. He was a man like no other. This was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus, there's no one like him. Come on, somebody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. God, I love you. I love you. Amen. There, there, there was a man like no other. He was, he was all God and he was all man. In this text that we read, surely it was it was the flesh that was dealing with the hours that would soon come. Uh, let, us, let us go to the garden. Let, let us pray. He took Peter, James, and John. He took those apostles. It wasn't all of them. It was just three of them, those that knew him the best. It was those closest associates. And, and he said, come with me a little farther. Let us pray. Watch and pray. You, you know what? I, I just, I've got a feeling that in that hour, that flesh of Christ needed a little consolation, ne needed a little help, ne needed a little, needed a little, uh, we're going to get through this. You're going to make it. Do the will of God that has called you to do. He was looking for some comfort. The Bible says that in that hour, he went back, and as he found those disciples, Peter, James, and John, they, were, they weren't even awake. They, they were sleeping. He heard them before he saw them. Under the moonlight, their shadows were cast long. And as he walked through, he was trying to decipher who was who. And then the Bible says, he, he says to them, wake, wake, wake up, wake up. I think he was trying to disturb them. Come, just pray with me. Can you not watch with me one hour? Feel what I'm going through. I've come to feel what you're going through. I'm asking you to feel what I am going through. He did not only do that once, he did that twice. He did that a third time. The third time that he comes back, the third time that he finds them sleeping, our text tonight, he says, sleep on now. He was looking for some kind of comfort in the flesh. Have you ever done that? Have you ever felt that? Have you ever been in, in a circumstance? Now, I, I don't know about, about you, Brother Romine, but, but if I've had a good service on Sunday morning and Sunday night, I don't mind looking on Twitter on Monday. But if Life Church, if we've had a dud, if pastor hadn't preached very good, hadn't been a good service, I don't really want to hear how good a service everybody else had. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I, I'll just wait till next week. I'll wait till we've had a good service, and then I'll post about our service. I want them to know how good of a service we had. But there have been some times that, that 
uh, we'll go home and and uh, my, I think my wife can she can read me after uh, 27 years now. We'll we'll get in a car and I'm still after 20 years of of preaching. We'll get in a car and and I'll start fishing. How, how do you think it went today? Uh, you know, did, did, did everything go well? And here's what I'm really wanting to hear. I'm wanting to hear her say, oh, baby, you did so good today. <laughs> and I, I think she kind of knows, you know, we get in the car and she's just fumbling for a purse, you know. And, yeah, baby, you did good. You did good today. Okay, okay. You, you know what it's like. Whenever things aren't well, I need somebody just to tell me it's going to be all right. When, when our kids backslide and we feel like the world is crumbling, I, I need somebody to just, I, please don't misunderstand. I'm glad your kids are doing well. And I'm glad that my kids are doing well. But when our kids aren't doing well, I, I don't take a whole lot of consolation in somebody else. Because I'm so focused on my kids. I just need somebody to just, just be with me for a little bit. I remember when we were up, we were by ourselves. We were up at Northwestern University. We were, we were moments away from going down for sending you down to have brain surgery. We were in that little room all by ourselves. And uh, I remember when they... They took you out and brought you back, and they'd shaved all of your hair off. <laughs> and I remember you just smiling. I felt lonely. It was easier to go through it all by myself. But I'll never forget as we clasp hands, I'm just, uh, just to be there together and watching you go down, and you smiled and said, he's with me. I feel okay. I feel okay today. I feel the Lord with me. It's moments like that that I don't even, you don't even have to have the right words to say just to be there, just to, just to hold my hand, just to tap me on the back and say, uh, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what Jesus was looking for, and they weren't there for him. He went back three times. Can you not pray just one hour with me, just watching my hour of agony? And then he says, sleep on now. Rise, let us be going. He was looking for a little bit of help in the flesh, cries. But then when he realized, uh, we're not going to get any help. They're, they're sleeping. It's weak flesh. Here's what I believe. Nothing could exemplify the flesh anymore than Peter, James, and John. And in that moment, he finally come to the realization, sleep on now. Flesh is not going to help me anymore. I, I, you're, you're not going to help me do the will of God. But when it come down to doing the will of God, he said, sleep on flesh. Rise let us be going. Here's what I've come to preach to you tonight. At some point in our lives, we've got to realize that we're not going to get from this flesh what we've been looking for. I'm not always going to find, you know, a little tap on the back is not enough. A little, a little encouragement in the flesh, and sometimes I don't get it at all. But I'll tell you what I do need. Flesh, sleep on. Rise. I need to stir up the gift that's down inside me. Rise. 
I feel something rising. I, I feel something stirring up. Flesh, sleep on. Rise and let us be going. I need the fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, somebody help me magnify the Lord a moment. Hallelujah. I've come to tell to tell you. I feel directed of the Lord. I feel truly, I'm telling you, I feel called of God to come and tell CTK tonight that there comes a time in life where we just have to say sleep on. Listen, we can't, there's not enough songs that are going to get us there. A three-point message and a decent altar call, 20 minutes of preaching won't get us there. I can try to muster in my flesh a work of the Lord, but at the end of the day, I've just got to tell my flesh, sleep on. And then I've got to look inside and say, Holy Ghost, rise, rise. Let us be going. I'm telling you what we need tonight. We need an old-fashioned move of the Holy Ghost. I need the Spirit of God to rise up within me. When we get that kind of a move of God, we don't need the flesh. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, I feel such a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you tonight, my flesh gets weak. I look for help in the flesh at times, but nothing can supplant, nothing can substitute for a move of the Holy Ghost, a word that comes from God. Sleep on, flesh. I'm going to tell you, do you want a move of the Lord? Hallelujah. I need a move of the Lord. I'm not going to preach much longer because I'm going to tell you what I believe is going to happen. I believe. Sleep on. Rise and let us be going. I'm going to tell you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We need a move of the Holy Ghost. We need a stirring of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. I don't want my flesh to get accustomed to trying to push through. I can't push revival. I don't have enough strength in me. But just one little wave of the Spirit of God, one flow of the Holy Ghost, rise. Paul said, stir up that gift that's down inside you. Timothy, when you don't have anybody else, stir up that gift that's down inside you. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on, somebody help me praise the Lord a minute. Let's not miss a moment here. Let's not miss a moment in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody cry out to the Lord. Let's not go one step farther. Let's cry out to the Lord a little bit. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I feel a hunger in this house right now. I feel a hunger in the house right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you said that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled.
world. Lord, answer our prayer. Answer our prayer. Answer our prayer. In the name of Jesus. Hey, the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak, folks. You know what? It's been a long time since some of us have just kind of fell out on the Holy Ghost. It's been a while since we just talked in tongues till we didn't till we couldn't stop talking in tongues. I have found listen, I have I'm gonna tell you, I've I've been I've been preaching now for I, I probably preached, I think I mentioned this last night, I probably preached close to I don't know, fourteen or fifteen hundred sermons to life church. I have I've been pastoring in there for about eighteen years, evangelized ten years. I, I've, I've preached a while, 54 years old. You would think that at 54 we could learn how to do this. I'm going to tell you, you can't learn how to do this. We can get to the place that if we start relying upon our experience, we can walk, we can walk away until the Holy Ghost is. Listen, I'll tell you what I'm hungry for. Woo. It's not just another sermon. I don't want to learn how to do this. God, I want the powerful, fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Flesh, sleep on. Flesh, I don't need you. Flesh, sleep on. Rise. Let us be going in the Holy Ghost. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Oh, does anybody feel that call to rise up? I feel that call to rise tonight. Amen. Because I want to tell you, flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. It'll never get it done. I'll tell you how flesh, I'll tell you how weak flesh is. You don't have to tell me. I know I'm, I know I'm about 15, 20 pounds over. You don't have to tell me that. At the same time, at the same time, I'm trying to tell my wife, no, 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 I, I'm not drinking pop. At the same time, I'm trying to tell her, no, 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 I'm, I'm staying away from pasta and carbs. Then I go downstairs with that bag that I stuck in my briefcase, and I'm hiding Pop-Tarts behind my books. Anybody know what I'm talking about? One time, I, my wife found my stash, and she took a sticky note and wrote on it. Here's what she wrote. You got the willpower of an animal. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Flesh is weak. It's not going to get the job done. If my flesh is weak, if I can't even control my own flesh, we can't, I can't drive my flesh. I need the Holy Ghost to do that. The church is the body of Christ. It can't live in the flesh. It can't move in the flesh. It thrives by the moving of the Holy Ghost. That's what the body of Christ needs. Flesh is weak. It doesn't matter how much money we've got. It doesn't matter how many programs we've got. It, listen, I, I feel I feel prophetic tonight. Listen, I do. I feel I feel like I'm. Uh, uh, this is not an indictment. Please don't please don't get me wrong. I preach this kind of stuff back home too. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I'm preaching this because I'm going to tell you you've got a future in store. You've got a you you've got a you've got a revival that you're just on the threshold. You're on the brink of God doing something powerful among us. But we're not going to do this in the flesh. Flesh, sleep on. But let us rise up and let us go. We're going to have a revival, and it's going to be a Holy Ghost revival. It's going to be a supernatural revival. 
Brother Romine, come down here real quick. I, I'm, I'm just going to, real quick, is there anybody going to believe for a Holy Ghost revival? Have I got some men that will join hands with a pastor right here? Lay, come on, run up here real quick. Anybody just going to believe a Holy Ghost revival? Come on, this is not in the flesh, not by might, not by power. Just lay your hands by faith together. That's it, that's it, that's it. By faith, come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. I feel a Holy Ghost moment right now. I feel a Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands this way. Stretch your hands this way. Stretch your hands this way. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord, by the authority, by the power, by the might of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Stir it up. Stir it up. Rise. Let us be going. Let us be going. Come on, don't you feel that rise? Let us go. Let us go. I feel the Lord saying, rise up. We're tired of sleeping. We're tired of being stagnant. We're tired of just placidness. I need the move of the Holy Ghost. I need the power of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, come on. I'm seeing tears. I'm seeing hunger. I see a power. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, don't you feel, come on, does anybody feel revival stirring? Anybody feel a move of God? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can be seated or sit on the front row. If you just let me preach just a little longer and help me move in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I, I, I'm telling you right now, this is not a message. This is Holy Ghost tonight. This is, this is not just a sermon tonight. I feel I've got a word for CTK tonight. Rise, let us be going. Rise, let us be going. Rise up, let us go. God is going to do something great among us. I'm going to tell you this, two things. First of all, the Spirit is willing the Holy Ghost is willing. We don't have to, we're, we're not, we're not, be seated just a moment. I, I, at my Aunt Hattie's, we had an old, old, old water pump out back. And in that, that old water pump, you could, it, you know, it was one of those old fashioned, you know, kind of things. And, and as a boy, I can remember going out to that water pump, getting a hold of that water pump, and, and I could hear that water way down deep. You know, man, I'd start pumping that water handle, and I could hear that water start to gurgle, and I'd pump. I've been in services just like that. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You've been in those kind of services? <laughs> I'm not pumping that handle. That handle's pumping me. I just, you know, come on. Yeah, just sing it one more time. What's wrong with the first 85 times? You know, here we are in the service. They quit singing. Boy, if, if they'd have sung that song one more time, I'd have just took off. <laughs> 110 times. and Just one more. Just one more. Hey, we've all been in those kind of services. The Spirit is not a pump handle. The Spirit is willing 
the spirit just kind of blows in. We, we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to pay for the spirit. We don't have to stress for the spirit. Now, I, I, I've thought about this. I felt, I feel like it's the Lord. Uh, this afternoon, I felt the Holy Ghost be. I felt the Holy Ghost just begin to talk to me. We, we don't have to press God into this. I don't have to make God do this. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? We, wherever two or three gather, He is there in the midst of them. Here's, here's, here's what we get sometimes. We think that if we're going to have a move of God, that we've got to do something to stir it up. You know, get the right song. You know, we just... That's, that's how we get ready for church sometimes. Think we're going to, no, that's not, that's not, the Spirit's willing. Here's what he told Moses. Stand still and see the salvation of God. It's not what we do. It's not, and I, hey, I'm not, a, I think we ought to serve the Lord and worship the Lord and zeal with all our might and all our power. And listen, but I, I think we ought to run and jump and shout. I like those kind of services. But if we think that running and jumping and shouting alone is going to do it, there's a difference between hype and just allowing the Holy Ghost to move. Listen, hey, I, you, you, can, you, can be, you can be bound to a wheelchair. I, I remember there was a, a, a pioneer, old church pioneer up in the Yukon. I was preaching in Alaska, and uh, uh, she was bound to a wheelchair, and her and her husband, who had since passed away, they had, they had I, don't, I don't, can't remember how many churches they had planted, and they were worshipers in the house of God, in that camp meeting service. I remember, I remember her calling somebody off of the platform, one of the preachers off of the platform. She couldn't even raise a hand. She was bound to a wheelchair. She, she, she couldn't run. She couldn't shout. She couldn't hardly speak. He kneeled, he kneeled down and, and she just kind of whispered in her ear and I saw him kind of do this business. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. And while we were singing a song, she couldn't run. So he, she told him, push me. Run me around this place. She couldn't run. She couldn't shout. But here he went. She said, I can't run, but I got to run. I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost will respond to a heart that wants to give itself to the things of the Lord. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. The Spirit is willing. The Spirit is willing. I'd rather go to church with one accordion and a harmonica with no air and too few seats and a, come on does anybody know what I'm talking about but with the Holy Ghost then a cathedral without the Holy Ghost the Spirit is willing the Holy Ghost is able come on somebody say the Spirit is willing stand still and see the salvation of God There's when the Holy Ghost moves when it gets through we're going to have to stand back and say I didn't do that I didn't have anything to do with that Gideon you've got too many men you've got too much flesh but if we'll just come to church and we'll lift up holy hands before the Lord if we'll just inquire before his temple when the dust settles we'll say that was a Holy Ghost move among us tonight the Spirit is willing. And I want to tell you one more thing as the musicians come. The Spirit is strong. You can't hold back the Spirit. You can't push back the Spirit. Anybody ever been in one of those services? 
Back, back when I was youth pastor back at Calvary Tabernacle, remember that old white house where I lived in? That's, remember Doris Lyford? Doris Lyford lived on the bottom. It was a, it was a Fourth of July weekend. I feel the if I had tennis shoes, I'd just, I, I'd, if there was a rope, I'd swing on it right now. Maybe next time. Matt, you can do anything, but right here. <laughs> it was 4th of July weekend, and we were out to eat. We, got, we, were, we were eating, and, and the, the, the clouds were ga- I'm talking about, you want to talk about a rainstorm. Ga- it was so bad that when it got done, there were literally in front of Calvary Tabernacle cars, float, parked cars floating through the intersection. I mean, the streets, it was like flash floods. The streets turned into small rivers. We got home just in time. And I kind of like storms. Anybody like storms? Um, and, and just that, you could, you could feel it. And those leaves just, you could see the, the tr- tops of trees just almost breaking, to, just bending to their max. We got in, parked the car, ran inside, and I put a I put a tea kettle on, put some hot water on. This is going to be good. I'm going to get some hot tea. I'm going to just look at the, I'm going to watch it come in. And as I went to that front window with my cup of tea, I saw, it started to rain, and I saw Doris Lyford and her daughter, J- Jeanette, Janine, Jeanette, something like that. And... Um, there was another, another gentleman with him. Um, I'll think of his name in a minute. Anyway, the three of them pulled in. There was a parking lot across the alley. And it started to rain real hard. And when I saw them pull in, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. So I went to their side because I knew that they had a little ways to go to get in from the car into the house. And I thought, you know, this is, this is back in Doris life. Or heard that, you know, I'm talking about hairspray and hair up, you know. Put a little rain on that and it gets, it gets good. So, isn't that mean? I don't think I ever told her that. I just, I got on there, I was kind of watching them, and they didn't get out, and they didn't get out, and I knew what they were doing. They were sitting in the car, and you know how you listen to the top of the car? And, and as soon as it just a little bit of a break, you think, okay, now I'm going to run for it. But there was no break. It started raining, and it got worse, and it started getting worse. And then, all of a sudden, I... When they got out of the car, I knew they were prepared because it was like uh, those marsh plastic bags over that hairdo. You know, and, and he, he was a gentleman. He took his coat off, and Jeanette had put that coat over her head. And so they were trying to get out of the car, and they got, when they got to the alley, it was almost 12 or 14 inches deep. They got to the alley, and he started doing this. You know, he's. I thought, okay, now here comes Doris and Jeanette. This is going to be good. And something funny happened. All of a sudden, all three of them just stopped. Right in the middle of the rain, they just kind of stopped, looked at one another, and she pulled that bag off of her head. Jeanette gave his coat back. He put that coat back on. 
And the next thing I saw is they just went, there was a canoe at the same time. There was a guy in a canoe just coming down the street. And I saw, I saw Jeanette and Doris and, and the other gentleman, and they just started tromping right in the middle of the water. Suits and dresses on and everything. You, you know what happens? You ever been in those kind of services? And we're, we're only into the second song, but you hear that. You feel that of the Spirit. You think, this isn't time for that yet, but, but then all of a sudden, here it comes again. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, Pentecostals, we know when that's supposed to come, and it's too early for that. <laughs> that don't come till the altar call. <laughs> and so what we do is we try to kind of back out of it, and we put those bags over our heads and say, not now, Lord. You know, come on, not yet. Hey, I like those kind of services. <laughs> When it just falls, listen, come on, it's so strong. It's so powerful. It's so windy. It's like the day of Pentecost that just falls. Come on, we still have Pentecost in the house of God. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Listen, it's not time for the church to get out of it. It's time for the church to get right in the middle of it. He's willing and it is strong. This is the day. Sleep on flesh. Rise. Let us be going. Let's have the move of God in the Holy Ghost we need to have. Oh, come on. Somebody stretch those hands up towards heaven. Somebody ought to help me get a hold of the Lord right now. God's not done tonight. God wants to do something exceedingly.